Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kane and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. You uh, want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast at Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous, or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you can write a review for my show, write a review. It's very helpful. I love reviews. If you want to be on the show, send me an email. I'm, I'm always like looking for uh, people to call in. I get so many people emailing me now and that's great. So keep, uh, you know, sending me emails at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I like to talk to all kinds of people, people who have problems, people who live secret lives, people who live interesting lives, uh, you name it. I like to have them on my show. So if you think you fall into any one of those categories or you want to make a category up, send me an email, like I said, at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and I'll have you on the show. I have a girl today who sent me an email. She was a listener and uh, her name is Georgia Peach. It's a great name. And I think Georgia Peach might be her escort name too. Like, I don't, I think, I'm not sure. But um, I think she mentioned something like that. But this is a girl uh, who is an escort, has been an escort for a little while. She's 27 years old and she uh, talks all about being an escort. She talks how she got into it, why she got into it, what her specific experiences have been like. Um, she does other things too. She's also into polyamory. She's had some relationships when we talk about that. She's super progressive and open-minded when it comes to both sex and relationships. And uh, we discuss all of that. So it's really uh, an interesting podcast. I don't want to give up too much information on the specifics of stuff because it's like so interesting how all of the stuff has played out in her life. So I'm just going to get right back on with Georgia Peach and let you listen for yourself. I'll be right back on. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything 
is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. Uh, hey, Georgia Peach, you're on the phone with Kathy. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Hi, Podcast. How are you? Thanks. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I love your name. I like when people are creative with their names when they call in. Um, so, so a little backstory on you. Like I got an email from you. I didn't find you on Craigslist though. You do dabble on Craigslist, right? You, um, you wrote in to the show cause you're a listener and you were like, Oh, I kind of like on the side, right? Like, why don't you just explain your deal really quick and just give like the overview that you gave me in the email. Okay. Um, so I live in California, but I just I've, I've moved around a little bit. So um, so I'm from the Midwest, but since I moved two years ago, I, you know, I work a day job. I kind of have like that normal. I work from home, but I work, you know, a very boring job. I'm, you know, totally buttoned up professional, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, late 20s. Um, but as soon as I moved the first time, I just kind of went off the rails and started doing whatever I wanted. Um, and I started escorting I think that was the first thing I did but wait wait but uh, how does it go hold on one second because like how old I mean that's like a big jump right I know from like I was like this small town girl like where did you move from and how old were you when you made that first move and you went totally crazy okay so I'm from I well I won't say the state but I'm yeah. from the Midwest mm-hmm. um so I moved when I was I think 25. Okay, so you're 25. Now, before you were 25, did you, like, were you kind of promiscuous and, like, open sexually? Like, I mean, when did you lose your virginity? Like, what was your history, like, before you turned 25 and became an escort? Oh, good question. So, um, my background, so I didn't, I did not grow up in a small town. I grew up, like, in a pretty busy metro, like, area of a fairly big city. (laughs) I don't know why. Um, You know, it's your name. It's your fake name that's throwing me. I expected an accent, you know. (laughs) I wish. No, it's just because I always wanted to be Southern. So that's what I went went by uh, when I started escorting. So um, so I lost my virginity at age 18. So I I did grow up in like a really conservative Christian home. And I went Mm -hmm. to a Christian school. But I was always like kind of that, you know, I had the rebellious spirit spirit forever. And I never really, you know, I kind of grew out of that really quick and went my own way a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know. I definitely have, like, I had a serious boyfriend um, all through college and, and all of that and was still kind of following that trajectory that my parents wanted for me. Um, but it just didn't work for me. So when I broke up with that, like, long-term serious boyfriend after college, that's when I started to, like, you know, sleep around. I definitely, like, my number went up quite a bit right. that summer. But, um, you know, nothing crazy. You know, I just go on a lot of dates and... Um, I just dated, I dated a lot, but I never did anything like wild until. But like, were you the type of person? And I think this was very common nowadays where like you were dating, going on a lot of dates. Like where did they wind up with you like sleeping with the guy on like the first or second time you were with him or no? Um, not really. Like I, I think I usually would, you know, there's definitely a couple of like one night stands that were just people I'd meet at the bar or whatever and go home and bring home. Mm -hmm. Um, but that happened a couple of times, but if I was actually dating, like I, I don't sleep with people right away. I would take, you know, three or four days, something like that. Okay, cool. So you were still kind of like 
like like the average woman is nowadays. I mean, it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Like, you, so what? How did you take that leap? So, like you said that when you moved, you kind of like went off the rails. Did something happen, or was it because you were like far away from your family and you were holding back all these years? Like, how did like what was that yeah. thing that happened inside your brain that was like, oh, I'm going to try becoming an escort? Right. Um, I think for sure, you know, being from where I was, I, it was kind of, you know, it was the type of city where people tend to stick around. So, you know, I would go out on the weekends and I would see people that I was in high school with, mm-hmm. even though it's a fairly big city, I would just, you know, keep running into all these people. So I always was, and, you know, a lot of those people, like I said, are very conservative and judgmental. So I could never, I don't think I could ever really be my I couldn't really let my freak set fly. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think moving, I was like, okay, no one knows me here. I can do whatever I want, and no one's ever going to find out. And that mm-hmm. was just, like, a huge freedom. Um, and I did actually, I think another big thing that happened was I was dating somebody when I moved. I moved to, um, I moved actually to the South for a little bit. Um, uh-huh. But I came with a boyfriend, and he... He was like, he was psycho. So he actually, he faked a suicide to like try to keep me in the States and just <laughs> stuff, like ridiculous shit. And so we, we only stayed together for like a month after I moved, but he like took over my life in that month and was just, was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as that, as soon as that was cut off, that was the final thing. And I think it was only like a week or two later when I was, I was just, I was like, I need to do something exciting. Like <laughs> I've always I've always kind of had an interest, a weird interest in like escorting. And yeah, that obviously, world. because how that's what I was. That's what I was figuring. Right. Like somehow this wasn't like it just didn't come to you at that point. Right. You had been thinking about this right. previously, but couldn't do it. Right. And I, but I never thought of it as a possibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I never I never thought in my mind like, oh, I'm going to try this someday. Like, was it just I something that thought. like you fantasize about and it was like kind of like a turn on to you or like when you say you had like a weird curiosity or was it just something you were curious about? Like it was well, I, I would I remember being like pretty young, maybe like 14, 15 and just like finding like the secret diary of a call girl a lot, and like secretly reading, like get checking it out from the library and reading it cover to cover and like mm-hmm. watching that show and just and all of it. I just found it so interesting. And like, I, I don't know. I just always loved, I think, I think I definitely like to be anonymous and have secrets. <laughs> I'm finding that out about myself. I like to do sneaky shit. So. Oh, that's interesting. Cause, and that's a part of that whole scene, right? So is that yeah. what you like sort of, responded to when you would read those books and stuff the kind of secretness about it and the undercover thing Mm -hmm. I think so and I also I'm a writer I'm really interested in that so I'm always like I I want a good story like I want my life to be a really good story and I want something (laughs) to write about Right, you know, mm-hmm. so gotta go out and find it. You were just destined to do it. I mean, there was something in you that was like, you know, interested. Right, it piqued your curiosity. It was something. Listen, you know. So when you move, were you like working? Like, how were you making your money? Or did it, it was it also mm-hmm. like about the money at that point as well? It's actually. So I worked from home. So I just took my job with me. Um, so it wasn't honestly money at all. I was living in like a pretty cheap area. I was just renting a room from a couple mm-hmm. and. Um, barely had any bills. So I, I think just the idea of having extra money to start off, I was like, I just should pile it on. Like, let me just go out and find a way to make a shit ton more and 
do whatever I want and just go shop all the stuff. It was just ridiculous. It was there was no real reason. Um, it wasn't out of necessity, I guess. Is what. Right. It was out of curiosity and just something that you were always kind of interested in. Now that you were really far from home, you figured, why not try it? Like, this is now something you could do and you could live this secret life. And I'm assuming that there's some sort of like, I mean, it turns like there's a turn on to it as well, right? Definitely. Yeah. Okay, cool. So now I know that you said that you were looking for like daddy figures to talk to and stuff. Like, is that, was that like your thing as an escort? Like when you throw your first Craigslist, is that, or is that something you figure you found out you liked, you know, after some experience or like, what was you, what did you go out looking for when you were an escort? So that, when I was escorting, I didn't have like a niche or anything specific. It was usually, honestly, the people that I saw, it was pretty vanilla. Like nobody ever wanted anything weird. Uh huh. And were you sad about that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I was kind of like, geez, I thought (laughs) I was going to get it. But I mean, it was still like super interesting and exciting, but the sex itself was like really boring. But let me ask you this, because to me, what I would always think about is like, because I had a friend whose friend did it uh, here in New York City, right? And she just thought, oh, she's going to like make, she did it more for the money and she thought it was kind of glamorous and everything. But, you know, she came back and was like, oh my God, like I'd have to fuck guys with like bad breath and like they're (laughs) gross, like, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, that's the kind of stuff that you're like, if you really think it through, you're like, oh my God, like, what do you do if that person has bad Mm -hmm. breath or they're really ugly? I mean, do you close your eyes like I mean what was your experiences like I mean because you don't sound too um traumatized by the experience I mean you not were like into all. it right yeah no not at all um you know I never ran into anybody that was like super shady or anything like that which I got really lucky with um mm-hmm. but no so yeah I can definitely remember specifically like <laughs> this one guy I think I I'd seen him just twice and this is the second time and he was like super overweight uh, and just wanted a, like, all he wanted was blowjobs, and it's just the smell, like, it was, it definitely did not smell great, it was not fun, but I just was thinking in my mind, I'm like, okay, just, like, 20 more minutes of this, and I'm getting, like, $1,000, so just keep thinking about the money, like, that's all Wait I a second, yeah, I, yeah, that's what I'm curious about, was my next question was going to be your price list, as well as your Craigslist ad, as well as your first experience, let's start with your price list, though, like, you get $1,000 for a blowjob. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Oh, I mean, I, it kind of varies. It varies for sure. Like, I'm trying to think, um, because I've done it in a couple of different areas. So Mm -hmm. I think I've gotten anywhere between 
when I first started, it would be like a couple, it would be like three or 400 bucks. Cause I was working under a madam for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so she would set the prices and take a cut. So I would get, she would sell like 30 minute blocks of time, just super gross. And I'd never do that again, but, um, Oh my so God, I have like, a million questions for you. Did you start off <laughs> with the madam first or did you yes. start off with, okay. So, so let's just start again chronologically. Let me go back to that. So I make sure I get all the information I'm looking for. So okay. you, so you decide you're going to do it right. And you find an ad I'm assuming online or something where someone's looking for people to do it and you go and meet this madam and you decide you want to be a part of her agency and they hire you. Yep. They said it was actually, it was really I, I was, yeah, I, I wanted to, I felt like that was a safer way to start because I just didn't know the ins and outs yet. So yeah. I wanted a little bit of protection. Um, so she, yeah, she actually was in a different state. So I never met her. Mm-hmm. It was just all over the phone. And she just, she was a former um, escort apparently and just had a couple of girls in the DC area that she would bring in for, you know, three, four uh, days at a time. So I just, I did that a couple of times. But I found out that she wasn't screening the candidates the way that she said she was. So I got really mad. And, but uh, what was your her. first experience like? Were you like nervous? Were you really turned on? Was it both, I'm assuming? Very nervous, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, but it was fine. Like the first guy that she sent me, all he wanted to do was go down on me. It was like a super sweet, like, um, I think he was like a cab driver like older, um, barely spoke English, but just very polite. Um, so mm-hmm. that's all he did for an hour and brought me like <laughs> candy and water and like treats. Wait, wait, um, so are you just sitting there while he's going down on you and you're like eating yeah. gummy bears and having a, a Coke? <laughs> Stop. I could have been. <laughs> reading the paper i'd always make jokes oh. like oh it's so great like you could just go downtown and like for hours and i could just sit there and read the paper i mean who doesn't want oh that right <laughs> i should have just been listening to your pod like a podcast the whole time. <laughs> so for one hour you he just did that or like and like let me ask you this yeah. like did you come th- during that one hour no no but i, I actually he wasn't too i hate like i really do not like like oral at all i don't like receiving so you what it was I don't like receiving oral. I don't like when guys go down on me. That's weird. Um, How could you not like yeah. that? That's an ish- That's I, weird. It's just not like they're never good at it. <laughs> well, have you ever been with it. a woman then maybe? I don't know. Like I an- have. And? Um, no, she was that. You know what? That And then that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. We're not going yeah. to, I'm not going to let you go until I get all the info. Okay. So okay. wait, so you went down on you for an hour. Do you know how much you paid for that? He paid, I think, total, I want to say $700, $800, something like that. So this was like, you, you, this is like more high-end, right? I would say so. There's definitely girls that make a lot more, but there's, there's girls that make less, too. Girls that are charging like three, I would say like the people that we find on Craigslist, like those kind of escorts that are just like, mm-hmm. you know, text me, whatever. Yeah. They, um, they're making like 300 300 bucks. Right. For an hour, I think. And yours was so 700 Right. And how much of that did you take home? She took, I think I got a 60% cut, I believe. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't, it was not great. Okay. So you stay with her for a little while and then you leave and you decide, I'm just going to do this on my own. And then you go up on Craigslist. 
Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't, I did use Craigslist a little bit. That was pretty shady, you know, I used like Backpage and stuff. But this was all around the time when um, the credit card companies and like everybody, everything started to get shut down as far as everything that experts were using. Mm-hmm. So it started to get really hard um, to find clients, find really good clients. And um, so I did find just a couple of good ones. But uh, I eventually, I started, to, I was also doing seeking arrangements dot com at the same time to find a sugar daddy instead. Mm-hmm. So I found I had some some luck with that too. Uh, how, what happened with that? So uh, and you were doing this at the same time that you were like doing your escorting. Yeah. Or would you stop? Yeah. No. I mean, it, it just takes a shit ton of work to just find and screen these people. So it like I would I would definitely like start and stop and start and stop. Um when I felt like it, but consistently I was on seeking arrangement. Um, and that also was a lot of work. Cause you, you end up meeting a lot of people that just don't follow through. It just doesn't work out or whatever. But, yeah. I had a girl on recently who was like, had found a guy that was giving her a bunch of money and everything. And she was like, I feel like I should get five more guys like this. I'm like, it's not that easy. Like, <laughs> you know, no, it's not. <laughs> right. So do you were, were you successful in finding, is that where the whole daddy thing came in? Actually, no, that was like a very recent thing that I just, I was like, I feel, I got like, I just was like drunk one night. I was like, I just want to do something. And I just started like searching around Craigslist. Um, yeah. And I was, I was just like, let's explore this. It kind of came out of nowhere. I don't really know what that was from. Okay, but that's something that you're into now. That's like a little yes. kind of fetish of yours, right? But let's still stick yep. at where we're at in our story because I don't want to get confused. Mm-hmm. So you so you go after you leave that woman, right? You're on like back page and stuff. And so when do you – how do you start doing it on your own successfully? Where do you land with that? Um, well, I posted on like back page and yeah. yeah so all but that. you said so, that was yeah. kind of shady, no? Or that worked for you? Craigslist was worse. That page was okay. Right. Um, so, yeah, you know, I get, like, a decent amount of messages and then try to screen them, and, like, one out of every 20 would even give me any information about them to just try to screen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was definitely more difficult. How long were you with the madam for? Um, I think overall just a couple of months. And I made a few trips out to D.C. And, like, in those couple of months, are you talking, like, numbers-wise? It's like, did you see, like, five guys or, like, 50 guys? Oh, uh, let's see. I, I Probably, like, 20. Okay. And it was cool. Like, so this is something that you were always curious about. You start out with that woman. And the only reason why you end with her is because she's shady. But it's not like you got turned off. Like, it was working for you, right? Yeah. Like, you, it was, like, everything you had thought it was going to be. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, um, you know, it was tough to, like, I, I'm kind of, I definitely more of a control freak, so it was tough to rely on her to, like, line up work for me when I had made this trip out to D.C., so it was a lot of, it was kind of, no, what I mean it. more I, so is just just the escorting in general, the sort of transitional. Oh. I you I, you pay me for sex, and you're meeting these strange guys, and you're now you're living this life that you had always sort of fantasized about. So I'm assuming, mm-hmm. since you're still doing it now, that this is something that it was exciting, right? Yeah. No, actually, I'm not. I haven't done it for a while. For oh, okay, probably a year. But I, I've still 
do some arrangement stuff. But were you like, so you didn't like have an orgasm when the guy like went down on you, but like when you would have the guys that you'd have to like fuck them and stuff like you would, I'm assuming you would have orgasms, right? Because you said you didn't do it for the money. I'm assuming like you did it for the pleasure. No, not really. Honestly, like, um, it was fun, but it, it is actually hard for me to get off during sex. Like I do enjoy it. Um, of course it's, it's definitely not like a chore, but, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't really come during sex like very much. Okay. But if all. you don't, like, what do you come from? Cause you don't come from people going down on you either. Like, what do you need? What's interesting? What so, gets you off? I, yeah, it's like very tough. I have to, like, I have to have to me or me, like I have to get off by like playing with my clit while they're like while they're having sex with me or while they're inside me. Yeah, and but that's okay. That's that, I think that that's pretty calm and that's like unless you can find, right? So, but wh- why wouldn't you, you wouldn't do that when you're with these guys that you were seeing? No, because it was more important for me to just like, I mean, sometimes I would fake it, but really I just wanted to get them off. I wasn't worried about getting myself off. Like sometimes I would masturbate after they left if I was like really, like had some tension or whatever and like wanted to, just wanted to get it out, but yeah, you know. no, that's what's so confusing to me, and I think it's probably a little <laughs> bit of a letdown for guys, right? Because you know that I think what they always want to believe is that when they're with somebody like right. you, right, that you're not faking it, that you're really into it, right? And I thought for sure because you had always read about it, and because it wasn't about the money, and that like there would be like this huge turn on, right, for you, and so you would be like totally orgasming right so it's just like so if it's not for the money and it's not for the orgasms is it what is it what do you really think if you have to really think about Mm -hmm. yourself right what do you think it's about I think I really liked just I mean all because I had such good luck with the guys that came in like you kind of feel they treat you really well like the good ones they kind of worship you and I, I loved that so it's the attention it's the, they make I you feel so. good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And these are like, obviously, you know, older, successful men that just really desperately want you to like them. Like, that's all they want when they come in the room. They want to not feel like a loser, basically. Right. And in a weird way, you're kind of looking for the same thing. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, because you just said you're kind of, you like the way that they like you, right? So it is yeah. kind of the same thing, right? You're right. Mm-hmm. So uh, did you ever have anyone that you were like really turned on by that you had orgasm or did you never orgasm with anyone? I don't think I ever did, but I definitely was turned on by a couple of people. Like I had a really hot, like young doctor who came to see me and he was a real sweetheart. Um, so that I actually enjoy, but you know, that doesn't come. (laughs) You should listen to my episode, Dr. Guy. It's probably him. He was probably the guy you fucked. (laughs) (laughs) He's very good looking. All right. So, so, okay. So that just throws me a little bit because I think, like I said, I think, you know, you would think that if a woman's going to do that, she would be doing it for if it's not for some sort of dysfunctional reason, it's either for the money or it's for the getting off. But you're saying it's sort of to make you feel good about yourself. Like, do you, so does it ever, like, through this whole time of you doing this, right? Like, have you ever felt like it's a problem that you do it or it's like a weird 
like an issue and you're like wonder why you do it and or is it still just something that you still like to do regardless do you mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah no I've never thought it was like I'm very pro sex work all around like regardless of me being involved totally. in it mm-hmm. so um no I never thought it was like crazy I, I obviously you know it's trippy but so my the only person that knows about this um, I would always tell my best friend back home, you know, where I was, I would, you know, try to keep her in the loop for some kind of safety. And she's very not judgmental. And she was actually trying to help me um, for a little bit. But mm-hmm. the no one else knows. So it's it's interesting. Like, the only times where it got a little weird is, you know, I remember a couple of times going back home, um, being with this group of friends with my best friend there who knows about Georgia. And my it would come up in conversations. And, like, other friends would just make, like, shitty comments about um, whores or prostitutes or whatever. Yeah, ridiculous. We'd just be looking at each other like, oh, <laughs> like, this right. is great. My friends, like, would hate me if they knew what I was doing. It's, like, very disappointing to find out. So, yeah, right, but what almost- would probably be interesting, right? And this is why I kind of do my show because so many people do leave, live these sort of secret lives, right? And I always say, like, mm-hmm. people that are calling in and the things that these people people are talking about are – things you could be sitting next to this person at a bar and that person's doing it this could be your friend and you don't know and so I think you know that eventually one day when we live in a society you know 100 years from now or 50 years from now or 30 whatever it is that everything's so much more acceptable that people won't judge people because look your friends might think oh whores or whatever it's all bad but they don't understand that you that's what you do and that's who you are and that does it and they know somebody who does and they love that person and that's their friend you know what I mean and why would it change what they like you're still the same person you're everything that they're friends with you for right but you also do this other thing so why be judgmental Mm -hmm. so it would be interesting if they found out the funny thing is is they probably would then just totally define you by it if they couldn't handle it and throw all the rest of you out right which is ridiculous Mm -hmm. but it would be interesting for them to know that they're sitting around talking so terribly you know about Mm -hmm. a person that they don't understand they're like great friends with do you know what I mean exactly I know it almost makes me like just kind of want to keep it in my back pocket like if I ever get into a fight or something like you know what you are like you've had it wrong this whole time (laughs) oh my god right like it right and if you only knew kind of thing if I were you I wouldn't because you know what it is with stuff like that it just would put stuff on you because they would say stuff and there's no reason for you to sort of have to hear any of that and sometimes like people just aren't ready like I always say like unevolved like sometimes I'll call someone unevolved and I'm just like I don't even think that that's an insult you know because I think it's like sort of like it's like saying someone who's in kindergarten is like stupid compared to someone who's in fifth grade like the person in fifth grade is smarter because they're in fifth grade you know and some people are just Mm -hmm. Like, I think spiritually on this planet, like, they're just a little bit behind. And those are the people that are more ignorant and not open-minded. And, like, you almost feel for them. And But there's nothing you could kind of do, I don't think. I mean, I think there is stuff to do. Like, people need to sort of change that kind of behavior. But um, right. I think that they just don't know any better. You know what I mean? And that's it's probably best that you keep it a secret. And for you, the secret is actually a part of the thrill because I still can't. The, and when I was saying before, like, <laughs> oh, is it? Do you think it's an issue or anything? Not because I think what you're doing is wrong or anything. I just wish you could get 
pleasure out of it because that's what it's about right like sex to me like to Mm -hmm. me i don't know like why have sex if you're not gonna have an orgasm i could count the time on my one hand like that i faked it because i'm not gonna fake it like if i'm there and i'm doing like i want to get off like i mean because i like it like it feels so good like why wouldn't you use those experiences like do you have orgasms with anyone like in your life Oh, yeah. If I'm, you know, if I really do have to be comfortable with them, um, of course. So, yeah, people I date, like, I'm definitely, you know, not going to date them if I'm not getting off. Right, right. So when you're um, having regular sex in your life, but, like, now, have you dated anybody? In the, and when you do date people while you're doing the escorting, do you stop or do you do it on the side? Oh, um, you know, I haven't dated anyone, like, seriously enough to care like I, I haven't had a boyfriend since I started I guess so I have how long has I, this I been going on um about two years so for two years okay but you haven't done it for a year is that count is that counted in that two years or it was two years and and then this year that you because you said you haven't done it for two years well I mean, for no, one so, year so two years ago I started and then this year I guess I, I kind of count like I've gone on I've found people in seeking arrangements but I've gone on like very this the line is so fuzzy mm-hmm. you know um so for example like a couple of months ago I met someone on seeking arrangement and he flew me out to Denver for a weekend and gave me a thousand bucks like mm-hmm. for a day right um and I just went to parties with him and obviously we had sex or whatever. And, you know, I didn't find him on back page, but I would still consider that like an escort. You know, yeah, totally. Yeah, thing. that's it. Yeah, 100%. That's just like doing your own thing. And that's no different, right. I think. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of probably escorts go on places like that. The ones that are doing their own thing, right? To try and hook yeah. up and get, you know. Because for you, you for like for, for there to be a money exchange, right? I do. And, and honestly, like, I know, I guess it is kind of confusing my motives, but, you know, I think the the biggest thing for me is just like that, like I said, you know, feeling like they really are just worshiping me and want my, want my affection. I love that. But also just when they leave, it's just, a, it's just the adrenaline. I feel it's like, it's a high. It's a little bit of a high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's interesting, obviously, because that, and that's why you don't, that's why you enjoy it, but you're not having an orgasm because you're, you are exactly. getting something out of it. It's totally. right. I mean, so you don't really kind of need it. I just don't understand why you wouldn't just play with your clit and just have an orgasm on top <laughs> of it. Like, <laughs> why do you right. stop? Is it because you, like you said, you want to be in control and you want to keep that moment and you're just focused on like, you know, being really good for them so that they're really into it? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is just more about them, I think. Right. Okay. So, and like a couple times when it's been hot, you like jerk off when they leave and kind of think about that. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, you talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones i talked to a guy with a goose laugh somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends i never know what's going to happen it's a great show subscribe today beautiful anonymous yeah and when did the woman like when you said something i mentioned something about being with a woman going down on you and Mm -hmm. you said that's a whole other story what's that story (laughs) so when i moved to california i um started to and actually i was thinking about this for a while but i was always i've been interested in polyamory for a bit and i Mm -hmm. did 
signed, um, I was on OkCupid when I first moved here, and this couple actually approached me, and they wanted, um, they wanted to look, they were looking for a poly relationship, so I was in that for a little bit, um, probably like six months, so that was the first time I had sex with a girl, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. <laughs> Wait, what? how come? So you meet this couple, she, and you decide, like, it's like not just about sex, right? Like, you're going to, like, date them, right? That's the whole polyamory yeah. thing, right? Yeah, so we dated for like mo- like a couple of months before we even all like had a threesome for the mm-hmm. first time. So okay. it was pretty slow building. But no, she, uh, her vagina smelled awful. Oh my god, your kid? <laughs> so maybe she time. had like an infection or something. Like, did you say? I mean, this was your girlfriend at the time. Like, did you say, hey, like you know, you could talk no. to girls? Like, did you tell her? No. <laughs> was she I, a clean person? She didn't like smell anywhere. It was just. Did you ask the guy? Were you like friend, like close enough with him to pull him aside and be like, I don't know how it works in that kind of scenario. Right. But like, yeah, I think I would have, if it had gone on longer, but after like me and the girl, you know, had sex probably like a couple of times. And then we all got a couple of threesomes, whatever. And she started to go nuts. So, she was like telling, you know, different stories to me and and um, him, and eventually it turned out that she was convinced that I was trying to steal her husband and get them divorced. Right. She uh, obviously couldn't deal with it. Like maybe she, she thought she was ready deal. for that kind of a situation, but she couldn't. So her vag exactly. smelled every time. So it wasn't just. I'm thinking yeah. it was just the one time. It was every time you fooled around with her. Like she stunk. Every time. Yep. Oh, that's gross. That's yeah. That's really I bad. Know. That probably turned you was, like that could have traumatized you to women. Totally. <laughs> I don't know. God, I, I know. <laughs> so wait. So she went crazy. So obviously she was, and then you guys all broke up. Yeah, he had to call me, and he was like, "I'm sorry. Like, I know you didn't know about any of this, but she has been like going crazy every night. And then you know, one one second she'll tell me how much she loves you, and the next second she wants she." Like thinks you're the devil. <laughs> okay, but let me ask you this. I mean, you were dating them for a couple months. Like, did you develop like real emotional feelings for these people? Like, were you emotionally invested in this relationship? Absolutely. It was actually, yeah, it was kind of rough because she, right, you know, kind of turned on me and then like sent me a bunch of nasty texts. Like, you need to figure out your sexuality. Blah blah blah. Like, don't ever come after us again. Yeah. Oh yada. my god, did you pull out the file? Like, did you? ever say well what about your fishy vet like, did you pull out that file at all when she was being so mean I, to you <laughs> i was going to but i talked myself out of it thankfully. yeah it's smart. Uh, <laughs> yeah but um no she's to, to this day like she's crazy like she um she continues to like post a pic- pictures of us on instagram she's found my brother on instagram to follow him like a bunch of my friends did- she was looking at me on linkedin like she's still lurking how long ago did that relationship end like six months ago at least okay so six months but do any of your friends know about that or all your friends yes i yep i've been honest with like my best friends about that one okay and they were cool with that did you tell them that you like went down on the girl and she smelled i don't know i just think it's funny (laughs) yeah yeah, I have like a couple of um, lesbian friends that I really clo- I'm really close to. So I was definitely like, you'll never guess my first. And what did they say? Before. I mean, I because I always think like I don't see how 
like unless you have like a bacterial infection or something like it should not smell and it's i i would no. it, to me it's very surprising when you hear that it smells really bad it must be like a thing because what could make I it agree. smell so bad unless like i said she's I, got like an infection she doesn't know about right what did the lesbians say they come around that a lot they said you know it's happened to them before for sure you know people just like aren't cleaning enough like well enough or you know maybe it's the thing like you know you took a shower in the morning and then you like were walking around all day or whatever and you know should have freshened up but you did yeah no i'm not like an overly like hyper clean person i'm just normal and i've never smelled and i've walked around all day and then fooled around with someone and didn't even clean you know what i mean i don't think it really should smell i think that these poor people Someone should tell them that they probably have an infection and should go to the gynecologist. You're anyway, probably right. I, probably guys are like, Kathy, stop talking about smelly badges. Like it's the I'm like turning every guy off that's listening to this podcast. Let's move on. <laughs> so after that, so let me ask you this though about that polyamory relationship. Do you think it's the same part of you that like loves like having this guy when you're escorting like be so into you? Like, do you think the polyamory thing is the same? kind of a thing like you get like two people like totally into you so it just was like feeding that same part of you maybe um I don't know mm-hmm. I, I I don't know no I, I I think my interest in Polly was more um pretty logical like I I just decided you know after thinking about it a lot and like looking back on my relationships I'm like I really just don't think monogamy makes sense I don't think it's going to be great for me mm-hmm. you know long term so what are the other options and I just started to hear more about Polly and I was like I should just try this I think it makes more sense right now let me ask you this when you, you were in your relationships and you didn't think that monogamy was really right was it because you wanted to always be with other people or was it because you got cheated on like why did you not have a good sort of experience no I actually like I've really I've been cheated on like maybe once or twice but it was a long long time ago nothing big yeah and right I've done I've, I've had like one minor time where I like half cheated on someone a long ass time ago too and so it's nothing like that but I just knew when I was with all these people I was like if you really want me to commit like long term I just can't I can't promise you that I'm gonna want to be with you forever I just knew I was like these guys want commitment and I just don't want to give it to them if they're not because they were never I, I brought it up a couple of times with people that I was starting to get more serious with like hey I'm really interested in this I think that I'm gonna want something open or something different down the line so but they always kind of shut the door on that. Right. Because they, maybe they didn't think that they could handle it. Maybe sometimes when exactly. it's too early on, you know, mm-hmm. um, in a relationship, I think it could be scary. Because I think maybe sometimes people just want to make sure that they have security with the one person first. You know what I mean? And then when you feel really totally. secure with somebody, I think then you could take that next step. I, that's what I think. I was always like, I was very similar to you, except I grew up in a totally different time, like, you know, so much longer ago. And I was always like, oh, I want to be a swinger when I grow up. Like, I was always obsessed with swingers and, like, that whole lifestyle. And I was always, like, commitment phobic because it always seemed like sort of like, I don't know, I would do something that I called marriage math. I'd be like, like, if I marry this person at this age and I think I'm going to die at this age and, like, how many years <laughs> am I going to be with them? Do you know what I mean? And, like, oh, you'd be wow. like, yeah. 40 years is just, like, I'd rather kill myself. Like, the thought of being totally. with the same person for that long, it would just never was that interesting it was actually scared like it was something that I just couldn't mm-hmm. do you know and I know that I yeah. remember watching this great swingers show like 
thing and it was all about how like the people that were like with each other for a long time before they got into it it were, it were they were more successful and i think it really depends nowadays i think people especially in your generation are a lot more open so you could probably meet somebody that maybe has been more successful at it at, at it than you you know and mm-hmm. had more a lot of experience and if you got in with that kind of a guy or that kind of couple like maybe it would work out because that's what you're totally into or I would say mm-hmm. if you're going and getting involved with a guy that was never into that and it was never something that he had been thinking about you'd probably be better off if you like the guy waiting until you're like a little bit more serious and they're like feel secure in the relationship before you bring that up you know what I mean yeah, it's. I definitely struggle with that because it's like, do I really want to waste the time with somebody that is going to be totally against it, mm-hmm. or? But I think what, you know. So well, it depends. I don't know. I think it's really hard to find people that like all the stars align and like you really like them. I don't know. So I just think if like you meet somebody and you really like them and they you think that they're not really that into it, like you know, I think maybe they could grow to be into it later down the line. I don't know. I'm just saying that, yeah. you know, maybe you don't want to say stuff like that. Or maybe maybe I'm wrong, you know. I, like I said, I grew up in the wrong generation. I should have grown up like... But I sometimes think because <laughs> I was just so rebellious that if I grew up now and I was your age, I'd be prude. I wouldn't do anything. like Because I just like to be opposite everybody else. Like And so when I was uh-huh. younger, I was like really slutty and really promiscuous and all these things that nobody was. And that's just because nobody did it. So I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I think if I was young now, I'd be like really prude and like a virgin until I was married just because nobody else was. <laughs> because oh, now everybody's like the way that I was when I was younger. It's like no big deal. You know what I mean? It's just very mm-hmm. common. So for you, I think like maybe it is better. Like you're probably right, you know, that it's just weed out the people that would totally not be interested because you're super progressive and open-minded when it comes to this kind of stuff, right? But what about mm-hmm. the daddy thing? Like where does that come into play now? Like that's something that you're thinking about now, right? Is that because of like your arrangements or it's just some new thing? Like you said, you were drunk. Did you have an experience with somebody? No, not at all. Like I think just one day I was like, look, I just like stumbled on or was searching for, I think I was just trying to get more adventures and like my porn searches. So it's like, I'm bored of whatever else I was watching before. Totally. And I was into it. And so Wait, wait, you're you're getting a little muffled. So then, so you were watching that kind of porn, and you just got like into the whole daddy thing. Now, have you gone looking for that? Yeah, so I posted a Craigslist ad one weekend, and just wanted to like chat with people. I was like, let's let's just see what's out there, Mm -hmm. and got a, a shit ton of responses. And then I, I think the following weekend, like I kept talking to this one guy. And um, we met at a hotel and just, like, fucked and did the whole role-playing thing. And it was really fun. Really, it was so reckless, though. But it's, yeah, I don't know. It was fun. I don't know if, I don't, hopefully you'll do something like that again anytime soon. Why was it reckless? Because, like, you didn't vet him properly or he didn't pay? Like, I mean, why was it reckless? He could have been a total killer. I really knew nothing about him, Mm -hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I usually don't, I never do stuff like that. Was like, like alcohol involved that you just like threw caution to the wind, or like how come in that time were you that you were so reckless? Honestly, no. Like when I invited him, like I was so like I was sober. I drove to the hotel and 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely started drinking, like, when he got there. So, mm-hmm. you know, the sex itself was drunk sex. But and how old was he, the, and how old are you again? I'm 27. He was, I think he was, like, 33, something like that. Oh, so how much of a daddy could he be? Oh, no, it's just the talking. Like, it's oh, just it's just, talking. right, right, right. So it's just like, oh, so let me just ask you this, because I'm always, like, curious. Is this, like, an incest fantasy? Like, is it kind of like you're pretending that he's your father? <laughs> I don't know. God, I hope not. Like, I don't <laughs> Not your real no. father, but a father. Like, it's like a, a oh. pretend situation. Is that what you mean by, like, daddy? I don't know. <laughs> I guess. I don't know how to answer that because it's not like we're really like playing out huge scenes. Right. You know, it's just like during sex, you know, he'll like call me his baby girl and I'm calling him his daddy and like he'll talk like he kind of went far with it. He was like, he was talking about like impregnating me and I'm like, ew, I don't want to go that far. (laughs) You didn't have your boundaries Uh, in place, but it was good. I mean, you were turned on by the whole thing. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Please tell me, because there was no money involved in that with that guy, right? Um, nope. Okay, nope. so he you definitely had an orgasm, him. right, with him? You know, oh, I Oh, my don't. God. I, <laughs> You're really disappointing me. I don't know why. I have a problem with women that have sex that don't have orgasms. I think it's wrong, and not because, because I want you to. Like, why are you not experiencing it, too? Like, why are you not enjoying it, too? And don't no, tell me you still enjoy it without it. I, I used do. to have a friend. That's bullshit. Okay. That's like saying no, I went to a restaurant and I looked at the food and it doesn't matter <laughs> that I didn't eat it because I enjoyed looking at it. It's bullshit. No, if you had orgasms. I swear. I swear to Wait, God. Excuse me. Let me just listen. Have you had orgasms? Yes. Oh my okay, God. So why would you not want to have it? Or like, let me ask you this. When you're with that guy, do you not have it because you try really hard and it just doesn't happen or you decided not to? Because you know what to do with your body to have mm-hmm. one, right? You just have to play with your clit while he's fucking you, right? But for yeah, some reason but- you don't do that or do, were you doing it and it didn't happen? That time it just didn't happen. And sometimes like... Because you were drunk? Yeah. No, 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 I don't think so because of that I think it just takes a really long time and like with guys I don't know it's just not like I get in my head where I'm like oh this is taking forever like he wants to switch positions now what am I you know so it's just kind of like all right and I, yeah, it's interesting with all the experience that you have. That's what just what I just yeah. like to focus on. I don't know. I always get more curious about parts of people that don't make sense. And I try to like make sense mm-hmm. out of it. Right. Like all this other stuff is interesting. The escorting and stuff. But like the little thing that you don't like having like to me, I don't I don't get it. And like you go and the, the fact that it takes you so long, considering that like sex and all of this stuff, like you're so sort of open about it and into it and you put a lot of energy it seems like probably the most exciting part of your life right that's happening Mm -hmm. right now yet you're not really getting off so it's like all about all this other stuff I just don't understand why at this point you're still in your head considering you have so much experience you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know what that's about you need um, to work on that because it's bullshit when you say it's it's fun anyway. Okay, that's but uh, that's so you're you're cheating yourself. You need how to learn how to like come faster. Like, why do you think you have yeah. such a hard time? Like when you play with yourself, right? Like, it, are yeah. is it quick? Um, no, no, not really, not always. Mm-mm. And just playing with your clit doesn't like get you off like really fast. No, for some reason it doesn't. 
Do you have you like do you have like a lot of nerve endings? <laughs> I mean, like you've been checked out physically. <laughs> do you have like scoliosis and something wrong with your butt? Like, I mean, so oh god, you're okay, right? Like, you know what? I forget to ask sometimes, and guys will write in and saying, "Hey, Kathy, you forgot." Especially with my female callers, is um, I need to get like what you look like. The guys listening probably want to put like, you know, I'm assuming you're 27 years old. You're getting these guys to pay you a thousand dollars and fly you out. You got to be hot, right? Like on a scale of one to 10, what are you like? Explain your deal. That, well, um, probably way lower in California, but in the Midwest, I was probably like an eight or a nine in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in Southern California, probably like a seven. Right, because everyone there is like a ten and Everyone's a half, gorgeous. right? Right, but so yeah. you're still at a, right, but in like your body, like what kind of body type do you have? Um, I mean, I'm average height. I'm like five five, thin. I'm not like athletic really at all. What's your What's your bra cup like? I mean, when you put in your stats, when someone's looking to hire you, like what do you oh. put in? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I usually don't get like explicit with that stuff because I think it's gross. But mm-hmm. uh, thirty, I'm I'm a D, and so like at small D. You're a D. Don't really have a big ass. No. Wait, <laughs> yeah, I am. Wait, but natural. Yes. Okay, that's probably great for guys. Right? I mean, that probably like is like a really good thing, don't you think? Like as far as you know, because they're they're real, right? I mean, yes. if I were you, yes. I'd, be, I'd be explicit with that on your ads because I think that that helps. <laughs> you could charge more yeah. money, you know? I know, maybe. So you have a small waist, you have huge boobs, right? Your average height, and you're really pretty. I guess so. And what is the most you ever got for sex? Um, one, I got, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know. I like, was a thousand the most? I mean, that's a lot. Prob- I think so. I think it was for just like a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And how I much think, would you I make think... a year? Like, it, when you did it for a year? Like, do you remember? Like, did you make a shitload of money? I don't know. It's really hard to say because it was sporadic. Um, right. But I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And it's that's the thing that you know so many sex workers complain about is just like it's you know if somebody cancels like it fucks up your whole. You can't, like, it's just so hard to predict. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I could have made for sure, for sure more than I'm making now. I mean, I could have easily made, like, six figures. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, when you do it all the time and make it, like, your full-time job, like, for sure you if can. it was. How mm-hmm. come you're not doing that now? That's a, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that, actually. I, I don't know. I... I really don't know because I don't like my job, but I think I just worry about leaving like the workforce, like, you know, having a gap in my resume or whatever, just stupid. I just, I just don't know. Like, no, listen, I think that that's like, listen, you're obviously a person that thinks a lot, right? You think so much that you can't even have orgasms when you're having sex. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the, the place where thinking too much is bad, but in your life, Thinking things over and very through like you did when you lived at home and you were like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I could always bump into people like that kind of thinking I think is smart. When I was younger, everybody was stripping like it's when stripping became like popular oh. and all of my friends stripped and I was like you like I would 
And I had like the best body out of all my friends and they'd be like, why aren't you doing it? And I would be like, what if like my uncle showed up to the, like I would just think all these scenarios out in my head that it just was like, there's no way I could do that. And that's the way I am. And I think, and then I overthink the same way in negative ways in my life. Right. So that's the positive and negative. So I get it. But I think that that is smart of you. I think like this is a place where you're thinking about because like it is true like if it's like a commitment, right? And you kind of like mm-hmm. don't really like to commit 100% to anything. And I don't I'm not saying that cuz I think it's bad, right? I think that that's that's good. You're like a free spirit, right? So it's mm-hmm. like you would you might be locking yourself down a little bit by like letting go completely, right, of this other mm-hmm. sort of mundane life and just cuz if you give that all up and have that, you might get stuck then just doing that and I think that's your fear and I think that that's smart because unless you and I think like you're the type of person that really thinks things through that if it was the right thing to do like you would know that do you know what I mean the fact yeah I don't think you should try to force yourself to do it until you feel that it was right and I think because you don't feel that it's right yet is your answer. You know what I mean? Because listen, you're the type of person that thought that escorting was something that you wanted to do and you went and did it. So it's not like you're too conservative or you hold yourself back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You do yeah. whatever the fuck you want to do. Okay. Like you, <laughs> and that's a good thing because you're not going to have mm-hmm. any midlife crisis or anything like other people. Like you're living your life the way you want to regardless, you know, but I think if right now you're a little afraid to let go, I think, you know, you shouldn't make any drastic moves. I mean, maybe, I don't know, like, what do you, like, okay, so you're thinking about that, like, if you just like it, like, how come you can't do it like you used to do it before, sort of middle of the road, like do this and do that at the same time? I can, um, but it's really just a time thing. Like, I'm trying to figure out, my career right now and I'm probably going to be like transitioning because I don't like my job. I'm trying to figure out what to do next mm-hmm. and trying to like side hustle, trying to write and stuff. And that just like takes up so much time and it's, but it's frustrating because I'm making no money doing this extra stuff, but it's like, I'm trying to be sensible. Like, okay, I should, you know, make some kind of a, like build up a brand for myself or build up some, some kind of, you know, extra thing for myself as a backup because I really need to get out of here um, so that leads me into like, you know, the things that I like to do, I, I have an online presence and I am kind of terrified that like I can't go after both at once. I can't have like a website up with half of my face on it, advertising Georgia, and then try to like have a consulting company on the, on, you know, the other side where my face is all over that too. It's, like, right. I'm terrified of those two worlds crossing. Right. I right. want them both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said you like you're very good at sort of compartmentalizing and these two you have to compartmentalize these two mm-hmm. parts of your life. Right. Because how do they go together? You have to sort mm-hmm. of pick one or like what do you do regularly like outside of the escorting? Like what is what do you do? What's my day job? Yeah. Uh, so well, what's that website kind of all about that you have? Oh, so that would be like I my background is uh, in like. I, I'm okay. So I'm currently a hiring manager. I have like recruiting experience and managing experience, whatever people management. So I am trying to go out on my own and um, just be a consult, like an independent consultant. Mm-hmm. And you can make a lot of money doing that. I mean, consulting in that kind of realm, you make a lot of cash too, right? Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm mm-hmm. hoping, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And do you love that? I mean, like, let me ask you this. Like, if you could be, uh, like, at the top of a field, of any field, like, if, like, you could just, like, had a wish, right? And you could be the most mm-hmm. successful, whatever. Like, what would what would it be? I'm assuming a writer, right? Yeah, a writer and a public speaker. And, mm-hmm. and what do you oh. write? Um, so Fiction, I, nonfiction? What's your deal? written a lot of different stuff. No, um, more nonfiction, like, narrative nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And has that gone anywhere for you? Not really. I mean, I've definitely, like, I've published a couple of things um, on different websites. And, like, I'm just trying to create, you know, some kind of a body of work to, like, reflect this business that I want to start. I, I know, but I don't, like, of course, I don't love... <laughs> I don't love what I do, for sure. I would rather be... So it's sort of like you have three things going on. You have the writing yeah. thing. You have this boring job that you don't even like, that you put a lot of time mm-hmm. into, even though that you couldn't care less about even being on the top of that. So I don't know why you even have that. Like, I mean, can't you do the consulting and all that and still fly below the radar and be, you know, makes a decent amount of money and still do these other things? I mean, do you have to sort of invest more in that? I don't think so. I guess I'm just scared because I don't have, like, I don't really know where to start. I'm, I'm afraid to, um, like, I can't really advertise my consulting services until I quit my job, really, because I think the likelihood of my managers finding out is, like, high. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so making that jump before I even know, like, if I'm going to get a client, like, I'm very, I'm terrified of that. Right. So that's why you have to do the online presencing because that's because you're, that's how you're looking for it. Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying mm-hmm. to legitimize myself first, I guess. Right. Okay. So you do have to, like, you do have to sort of, like, at this point in your life, and that's what is so hard about being younger. Like, you know, everybody who's younger and your age that want to wants to be successful like has to put in all this like legwork you know in the beginning of Mm -hmm. anything and like because you have like these three different parts of your life the writing which is something that you have to keep up like I know a lot of super successful creative people that was always where the business I worked in and stuff and it takes a long time sometimes I mean people see people become famous like it seems like it happens overnight but it doesn't and anybody that's super creative they know that you know comedians I mostly work with but like it takes a long time it doesn't really happen and people don't understand that it it takes a lot of time for people Mm -hmm. to create things and they're doing it for nothing for a very long time before they see any kind of financial rewards Mm -hmm. or any kind of success even though right now with the internet it's a little bit different things can happen more overnight it is definitely a different ball game than when I was in the business right but you still got to put in a lot of work so that takes up I'm sure a lot of your time because when you're writing I mean hours could go by and it feels like two minutes I know I've I've mm-hmm. you know written before I've done creative things like when you're using that part of your brain like it sucks out tons of hours and then you have this day job that you're working all these hours and then you got to go fuck people and you're not even having orgasms and it's just like <laughs> I'm exhausted thinking about your life so I mean are you at a place where you're just trying to think of like whether you go back to one thing or the other or like are you trying to like get some things off your plate to make your life easier Mm -hmm. yeah it's difficult like I mean imagine I just I just think of people like driving their car listening to me tell you like don't give up escorting (laughs) and you just know that people will be like oh my god Kathy why would you tell her that like because people would be like that's like really terrible but I think like you really like it but I don't know I just I 
I the reason why I don't like it for you, like seriously, is a I think you do it a little bit because you're like really needy of people to like you, and that's like something that you should maybe like talk to someone about. Like, why do you need that? Because I think you know you might never be fully sort of happy in a regular relationship until you sort of figure out where that's coming from and what that's all about. But maybe it doesn't matter because you'll be in some polyamorous situation. But look at how your polyamorous situation turned out. I don't know. It's hard. I, I, don't think, yeah. I don't think people have that shit figured out just yet, you know. So you okay. should try to figure yourself out a little bit. But that's the only reason why I think it's like weird. But you make good cash. I don't know why you can't. I mean, you could you can still kind of do it like once a month to make a, a right. little money. Your writing thing is the most important. That's probably what you need to focus on the most. But you do need the consulting thing because that is consistent. So I think, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> you can't give up anything right now, even though you have what well, you have given up the escorting thing because you haven't really done it. Are, have any of these guys on secret liaison or whatever that thing is that you're on? Have any of these guys like, can you try to find one to like keep around for a while? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm trying to find someone right now. So that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Like a, a sugar daddy that will pay sort of for you. And then, would it be as good with the same person as it was with multiple people? Considering you need to know that somebody really likes you and you like that sort of thrill, don't you think that that thrill would be gone if it was the same person all the time or no? Um, I'm sure after a while I'd get sick of anyone. Right. <laughs> but No, that's what I'm, I'm just yeah. saying because if it's not about the sex and it's not about the money, then like is there a thrill of getting this guy that you know likes you and is really into you after like a couple times? Are you like, oh, who cares that you're into me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think just the arrangement itself is, again, like something that would get me off like the same way that a skirting does. Um, right, that this guy likes you enough. Way. Right, it's like that this guy likes you enough to keep you on the side. Does it also like turn you on that these people, like, because I'm assuming a lot of these people are like married and stuff, right? I, not that I have known. I have, uh, I mean, some people come out and say that, but I've never had an arrangement with somebody that was, that told me they were actually married. Still. Right, right. So it's not, that's not a part of it, sort of like stealing some other guy or like the whole cheating fantasy, because some people are like into that. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not, not into that. Right. And now, when was the last time you had a boyfriend? Uh, two years ago. So no boyfriend. No. So the, for the last year, no real escorting, just looking for guys on whatever. And you and so you wrote into the show because you were like a little confused about what you should do next. Yeah, basically. And it's, you know, I, there definitely is the underlying thing of like, I'm going to get like how like the other shoe is going to drop. How have I not gotten caught? Yeah, well, I've said this before to people and this is I believe this more than anything. The shoe doesn't have to drop. Okay, it really doesn't have to. I don't believe that. But I do believe that when you think that you almost create that sort of to happen. And sometimes that's a subconscious part of yourself that like almost 
wants to be caught because you want to stop or you don't because you you're it's confusing or whatever you know and I always tell Mm -hmm. people it's like the person that's like complaining about their job a lot you know like and Mm -hmm. then they get fired it's just like you have to what do you sit around thinking about it sometimes like becomes a reality so it's just like if you like it's you the ball doesn't like the shoe doesn't have to drop if you're really smart about things you could stay below the radar and do your thing and have it but the fact that you think it's going to happen you almost it may happen just because you're putting that out there so you have to be careful about that do you know what I mean and what would that mean like if the shoe drops right like what like what does that look like to you oh man um I guess I haven't really thought about specific scenarios but the thing I think the thing that scares me more is just getting into like legal problems and like having you know somebody let's say, like, find traces of whatever, find an ad or somebody that I work with, like, somehow finding, you know, some traces of this on the internet. Yeah, no, it's like the... Yeah, it's kind of like the way you used to feel when you lived in that town where you knew where, or where you lived before. Like, now that you're living mm-hmm. in this place now, it's no different than when you were, you know, sort of growing up where you grew up where everyone knows you. Like, you will... That shit could could happen you know you just Mm -hmm. don't know you know so Mm -hmm. you either have to move again (laughs) (laughs) or you have to I think maybe do what you're doing which is really smart and trying to find a regular guy that sort of has a reason as well on his end to keep things very anonymous so Mm -hmm. and you could be very anonymous do you know what I'm saying um, yeah. and also if you start to maybe feel comfortable with him, you could actually be having orgasms. I mean, please, <laughs> I, I can't even handle that. You think it's fine. It's wrong. So then maybe you could actually come with with him and get paid and be writing and do your consulting. I think that that's what you have to do right now in your life. Like if, because it is true, like you, you could get caught. Cause I think like you, I think like those little things could happen and maybe, you know, you just don't know. Right. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. have to, so I think it would be, it is smarter for you to try to find, spend your time, you know, trying to find an arrangement where you have one guy that pays you money to have sex with him. So you get what you want and he gets what he wants. And then you could go figure out all the other stuff in your life. You know what I mean? You got to continue writing. You have to figure out how to get consulting and get a little bit more independent in that part of your life. And then eventually Mm -hmm. maybe when you get things sorted out, you could, you meet a guy that's like more open-minded like you and have a relationship with that guy that feels right for you, you know? Mm-hmm. But probably right now you spend so much time with all this other stuff, you probably don't have time to even think about the guy situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Right? Right. Now that's good advice, I think. Well, what about my day job? That's a whole other thing. What about your day job? You have to keep it until you find, until uh, you could transition into consulting, right? Or you yeah, give yeah. that up totally and you go back to escorting 100%. But like I said, yeah. I think because you're not ready to do that right now, you know, I mean, listen, some people might say like, maybe just go all balls out and jump off the cliff and just like give all that up and just be a writer and do that because you're not getting paid for it and go get paid to be an escort and support yourself. It's no different than the person that goes as a stripper on the side of doing their creative thing or a, 
a waitress, I don't know, you know, and make all your money and just do the writing thing until that sort of cashes in. But then some conservative people would say, like, no way, like you need some stability, right? Yeah, yeah. You will figure it out. Like, listen, <laughs> I like doing my podcast because I like to help people, but like, I don't have all the answers. I always say I give unprofessional yeah. advice. I like to help people make their decisions themselves. I mean, sometimes I like to shove my opinions on people's throats for sure. And sometimes I definitely know what's the right thing and the wrong thing. With you, I don't know. I feel like you're very similar to me when I was younger. And I just think that you're going to figure it out yourself. I think you're just not... I think what's causing you unhappiness right now is you're just not like where you want to be, which is a little bit more free, a little bit more doing exactly what you want to be doing and living the life that you see for yourself. And that's just a part of like getting old. Like, you know, it it takes time for anybody to sort of reach that point in life, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but it'll eventually work itself out for you, you know, yeah, Um, whatever way. If you get caught. You know, that's that would make a great podcast, but that would be really bad for you, especially if you get busted legally. So I would say, you know, if you get a guy that's doing it as a like and then you could just say you guys are dating or something and there's no sort of, you know, credit card receipts flying around like that would be your best bet right now before you get busted you know because that would be a big fear of mine because it is illegal unless you're doing it in a place where it is legal and you know i know that there are places where it is but not where you Mm -hmm. live you know no so be Mm -hmm. as safe as you can i think with that but you know you do say that sometimes you get like really drunk and you go do crazy things and that's what you have to be careful about yourself what what could be crazier than like what you're already done like what what is it what is it uh you know, and it's not, I guess I'm not that worried about that because that was the first time that I did something like that. I mean, normally I would never, like, I've never, like, really met up with somebody blind like that, you know? Right, but so, you weren't even drinking, you said, and you drank when you were there. Maybe you just on some level knew that you could really trust him, and maybe you're, like, a good read now after being with so many guys. I don't know. Probably. Right. But you should be careful. I watch a lot of Dateline and stuff. And I really believe that people like fucking murder people. And I sometimes look at these shows and I'm like, do these people not know that this shit goes down? Because sometimes I think it's just like so obvious and you do have to be careful. Like you really, really should. But like maybe in that situation, you trusted your instincts you know and Mm -hmm. you could tell like this was like a normal dude i don't know but like you know maybe you know don't do craigslist right now especially that you're not having orgasms like what a waste if you died for for what (laughs) a thousand bucks you didn't even come no kidding (laughs) no No, forget it just do the find one guy find like a a sugar daddy situation that's what you should do do you know what i mean no, Seriously, that's what I, need for sure. I mean, most people would say, Kathy, tell her she should find a good boyfriend and stop escorting nah. stuff. But like, I don't think you're ready for that. I don't think that that's Not at all. in the cards for you. So I think and I think you need to uh, you need a little cash flow on the side and you need for that part of yourself to be fed your ego to be fed and have that one guy and you need to do it in the safest way possible and I think if you had that you wouldn't do these crazy things like just go on Craigslist and do random stuff if you had that one Mm -hmm. guy right don't you think 
No, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, so that should be your top priority, okay? Because all the other yeah. stuff you're doing, you write, you're doing, you know, you're creating your online presence so that you could do consulting eventually. That is just a matter of time. Those things you've got under wraps. Right now, you just focus all your time on finding like a straight up, you know, booty call situation that's like, it turns into like a sugar daddy situation for you. And you'll be happy. Yeah, for, yeah you're right. For a couple of years or a year. Who knows? I don't know with you. I think maybe like a, a year you'd be happy <laughs> or six months. Yeah. I don't know oh, for yeah, a long, long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's probably about a, like a, a year would be like the rest of your life. I understand I'm the same way. That's why I said that. So, um, you know, we're going to get an update from you in six months. Okay. Cause shit's going to go down and I'm going to want to <laughs> hear about it. So keep me posted. Oh, I will. Okay. And don't get caught or don't get in any kind of trouble and don't get murdered. Yeah, I'll do my best. Okay, be careful. All right, Georgia, thanks so much for calling in and sharing your story. It's fascinating to me. Bye, Kathy. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.